that's what a win like this does because you start making plans of things uh, which are uh, not in sight. I mean, there's two bloody test matches to go, but yeah. we're already rejoicing because one thing that the Aussies have done is they have put themselves in the fear bucket where they are scared of everything that's going to be dished out to them by India in the upcoming two test matches that you know either it's going to be 3-1 or it's going to be a 4-0. There's no other way. There's no draw. No draw happening. Hi, I'm Rukved. Hi, I'm Ro. Hi, I'm Amol. Hi, I'm Mikhail. What's up, cricket nerds? Welcome to the State of Cricket, the best cricket podcast on the internet by the fans of the fans and for the fans brought to you by Cricket Huddle. I'm your host joined by my amazing friends Nikhil Amol and Rohan. And today's discussion is all about the new sweepers in town. Uh, pretty much Cricket Australia is on a new high after sweeping their way out of the game which was the second test against India in the Baragavaskar Trophy and pretty much making it a clean sweep for the Indian contingent who now have their sights for the WTC and I have my sights on booking tickets for the WTC. So with that, I really am going to open it up to the boys here and let's get the party started. So I would like to add add to it. I would like to say Australia literally swept themselves away from their teeth with the atrocious shock selection that I saw. Atrocious shock selection that I saw. And especially the uh, the reverse sweeps that I saw when the ball was nowhere near the bat and you missing the ball by this much and then getting your off stump clipped or you know for a left hander it was the next stump clip and that that was that was a little bad and these were all predetermined shots the the one that comes to my mind came from the Australian captain when you had just lost three wickets at 95 you went from 95 for three to 95 for six. And he plays a slog sweep to uh, Ravindra Jadeja. Completely played all over it and got bored. So, I I went um, to bed at the end of day two of the test match. Look, I looked at the scorecard and I said 62 run lead. Uh, one run lead conceded from the first innings. Effective reset. One loss, 61 runs on the board. I thought that the, for the first time in this series, we are on the back foot. And I fully expected to wake up in UK time in the morning with roughly four hours of the game already under the belt. That Australia would be four or five down and roughly around 150, 200-ish. And India would be on the back foot. I was looking forward to a cracking weekend of test match cricket. And uh, and then I woke up, I flipped the scorecard and I saw that India was batting. And I said, what what happened? Am I Am I missing something? And then it turned out that Australia lost all their wickets in one session. And with that, gifted the Border Gavaskar Trophy back to India. So, we have now retained it for the fourth series in a row. The first I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. it's fantastic to see that because uh, when the trophy or when the BGT started, the Australian lineup looks so solid. Usman Khwaja, David Warner, Manas Labushin, Steve Smith, Alex Carey, Travis Head. I mean, amazing lineup who scored a ton of runs everywhere, pretty much. And the fact that they have crumbled and they have no strategy in place. In fact, 
I mean, if you guys listen to our previous podcast, we did the over strategizing that Aussies did in the first test, but clearly they have not learned their lesson because I don't know who came up with this strategy of sweeping every bloody bowler and bowlers of the caliber of Ashwin and Jadeja. <laughs> so, you know, you have to have had something else at night before sleeping to even think of a plan like that and falling flat on your face. So I, I, I have serious questions about uh, Andrew McDonald and his coaching staff because uh, like we talked about just before the uh, episode started, the only person that must be having a big grin on his face is Justin Langer somewhere who near the beach in Australia, you know? I think somebody slipped in a video CD of uh, India-England World Cup semi-final of 1987 to enter McDonald's. And suddenly he came up with the idea, oh, look, we can have success in India by just sweeping the ball. And uh, <laughs> that, that literally backfired. I mean, even in the first innings, Usman Khwaja was batting so well, he looked destined to go uh, get a daddy hundred. And he goes for the unnecessary reverse sweep. And second thing, he goes for unnecessary sweep when Travis Head was doing so well. And that's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But heads off. I mean, yes, Ravindra Jadeja has gotten the man of the match. But for the first time, I will disagree with the choice for the man of the match. For me, it was the guy who in both innings triggered the collapse. And by, by the word triggering the collapse, I mean two crucial wickets at each time. Yesterday, if Ashwin wouldn't have... The only wicket that did not fall to a false shot was Ashwin's first wicket yesterday, last ball of the first over, when he got Travis Head with a beauty. The loopy uh, flighted delivery just pitched right there. He had to play at it and spun just enough to take the edge. And that one, and in the first inning, his twin blows when he got uh, Labushin and Smith in the same over in a matter of three balls. Those crucial wickets at the right time triggering the collapse and 114 runs partnership with uh, Aksar Patel. I think Ashwin was, for me, the key member of this victory. Uh, back to the topic of sweeping. I think I don't think that sweeping is bad. I don't think sweeping should be deleted from the lexicon of uh, how to bat successfully in India. I, I don't think that is the case. Uh, there have been many batsmen uh, Matthew Hidden comes to mind in 2001, if I'm not mistaken, that he employed the sweep to devastating effect against Harbhajan and Anil Kumble. Right, so they are not they are not bad bowlers. I would I would reckon. Uh, what I what I think has happened is the execution has been really poor from the Australian batsmen because they are not talented enough, and because they don't need to use that shot enough. So they have trusted the data. Likely, somebody came up with very clear data that if the ball pitches here, sweep. And if you are good enough to sweep, you will get runs. What they have done is they have uh, reverse swept far too much. I don't think that uh, that is a high percentage shot. And the fact that they have been told that every, it's like a KPI sometimes they have in companies, right? So no matter what, you have to do something because a KPI demands to do so. So they are just sweeping for balls that they should not sweep. And I, it was a fantastic press conference, an interview of Rohit Sharma. And he was asked about the sweeping aspect of the Aussies. And he said, I mean, 
to each their own. I mean, Rohit Sharma in his typical fashion did not give any advice, firstly, which was fantastic to see. He was like, yeah, but I mean, if I kind of look at it, I just have to go back to my roots and go back to the foundation of how I started playing cricket in Mumbai. And that's pretty much the benchmark of most of the Indian players because all of us have learned this from the grassroots that the best shot to employ against a spinner is when you not let the ball spin, which is what Sehwag also said, right? And that's why most of the players who were successful, uh, and there's not many of them, when I say most of the players, I'm talking about Ashwin, Rohit Sharma, Akshar Patel, Ravindra Jadeja, and we can come back to the Indian batting lineup. But all of them have employed getting on that front foot or getting to the pitch of the ball and playing the spin or negating the spin for that matter, right? Which the Aussies have just failed to do absolutely. The sweep sweep actually is one of those shots that you actually uh, step forward and with the bat... You, you're going to the pitch of the ball without actually dancing down the track. So I, I would reckon again that the execution has been faulty, not necessarily that the, the tactic of sweeping is a bad one. But uh, if you also, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but right after the game, uh, Pujara was interviewed uh, after the pick, and he, he was also asked a similar question about would you employ sweep in the series? And he said, yes, I would, but I would wait for a pitch that has a true bounce. And I think that was a good comment because like Amol mentioned, Aiden mm-hmm. deployed the sweep very good. But in those days, India used to have those typical dust ball pitches which for the first three days, uh, they'll be good for batting. And then fourth day, it will start cracking and fifth day will be difficult. So in those kind of true bounce pitches, yes, the sweep will be very effective because then you can trust the bounce and you can sweep the ball when you know uh, that it's not going to stay low or suddenly not going to turn too much. Uh, but I think that's where Australia failed. And it's okay to try one or two bats, batters try it, but once you figure out that, hey, it's not working, they, they didn't have a plan B. Everybody was just sweeping yesterday. And all this conversation about sweeping is great because now it's, it, that is another, I don't know if it is a mind game that Indian uh, press is actually playing I, on Australians. I think. <laughs> Talking about sweeping so much, it's yeah. like the reverse mind games. Uh, I think that next game, Australia will probably get a pitch which is good for sweeping and they will just completely delete it from there. I mean, I mean <laughs> and Indian batsmen will actually sweep on that. <laughs> look, at, look at the impact Ashwin has had just by taking Steve Smith out three years ago in Melbourne just uh, making a glance down the leg side. Now, Steve Smith, as soon as he sees Ashwin, he wants to do something out of the box. He doesn't want to play natural cricket, which Steve Smith is good at, with an average of 61 in test cricket, which is no mean feat, by the way. World class. World class. Yeah. That is throughout the world, not just in Australia. He has scored runs everywhere, including other Asian uh, nations. Over well, a long period of last time. Last time when he came to India. Last time he came to India, he scored 400 runs. But he, there's a, now a mental... Ashwin has literally got into there's his head. Block. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and most important, like, absolutely well said, right? Because Steve Smith, as a batsman, he just needs to really trust his instinct of yeah. how he's played cricket. He's a good enough player. I mean, if you remember the previous Aussie teams, Matthew Hayden, Justin Langer, Adam Gilchrist. I mean, you yeah. name anyone, Steve Waugh, Mark Waugh. I mean, they've got hundreds in India. Of course, they mm-hmm. lost the series. But 
I remember Matthew Hayden playing Harbhajan and Kumble like it was playing in the backyard. And trust me, there were dust bowls even that time, right? So it's, I mean, I'm sure in the commentary box, he himself must be flabbergasted as to what this Aussie team is up yeah. to because they are completely confused right now, completely. So I don't know who's giving these instructions to them, but good luck to Australia. I think uh, good luck if they can stop the 4-0, uh, should we say whitewash or brownwash or whatever uh, you I may call it. Australian team reminds me of Indian team that visited Australia in 1990-2000. You know, Indian team was similarly clueless. There was a sole fighter named Sachin Tendulkar when it came to batting in that entire unit. But everybody else just crumbled and then Lakshman then played a gem in the last inning at that series. But otherwise, India was uh, abysmal in that whole series. And Australia reminds me of that. And no matter what they do, they are going to fall short. No, absolutely. And talking about Indian batting, because you kind of brought up the perfect segue for the next thing, because the Indian batsmen haven't really done a fair enough job with the opportunities they've got, uh, right, at Indian the top batsman, order. First of all, when we say Indian batsmen, we are talking about Aksar Patel, Ravindra Jadeja, Ashwin, and Rohit Chema, right? Yeah, oh, those my are bad, my batsmen. Bad. That's true, that's true. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, given the chances that they've got, I mean, of course, you have to name the king, the KL, uh, the the Rahul of, of this particular team. And you can make the interpretations you want. But clearly, yeah, I just feel bad for him right now. Because... It is, it is uh, sad that the, one of the selectors, I just looked up the stats, one of the selectors, Shivsundar Das, has a better test average than Kerry Rahul. But Shivsundar Das was a good enough opener that time. Yeah, he was and, the guy and, who... And, and Shivsundar Das, majority of his 23 matches, he played in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, yeah. and in West Indies. And Australia. It was, West Indies. And okay, Australia it, it was not this West Indies that's abysmal. It was yeah, the West yeah. Indies of Brian Lara and Carl Looper and Courtney Walsh. Hey, hey, wasn't wasn't Shivsundar Das the opener on the 99 tour? No. Yeah. No, 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 he came afterwards. 99 was he... Sadhagopan Ramesh. Sadhagopan Ramesh and Devan Gandhi. Oh. And Gandhi. But Shivsundar Das was the opener in Aussie series, I remember. No, before no, no, Akash no. Chopra. No, no. Sadhagopan Ramesh and uh, Devan Gandhi. Then after the first test match, Gandhi was discarded. And then Lakshman opened in the next two test matches. Okay. So, so, so what, what about back to this game? What do you think about Indian batting? I mean, uh, this podcast is very fairly accused of having an anti-KL Rahul bias, right? So, and we have had many, many, many episodes dedicated to KL Rahul. Now, uh, Rugved, you mentioned that you feel sad for the, sorry for the guy. I only feel sorry that his last ever test match, hopefully, uh, had a very soft dismissal where he hit one fielder and another fielder caught the ball. So, it's more like an anecdote to say, oh, it's an odd dismissal. And I hope, I hope, that that is the end of it. Full stop. There is no need anymore. KL Rahul has now been demoted as vice captain. There is no vice captain named. Right? So I'm hoping that that is a signal that this is the last we have seen of KL Rahul. Because it's clearly getting worse. I mean, by the day, it's getting worse for him. So it would actually be better. He's a great guy, whatever. He played well in South Africa and England. 
So all credit to him, but maybe bring him back for the WTC final, you know, because of his track record. But at least the next two test matches give someone else a chance just to see their potential. Uh, Shubman Gill perfectly waiting at the heels. And, and, and this is not even. He did a disservice by even selecting him in the squad. I know it will be harsh to directly drop him, but they should have done that. And they should have drafted in Safra's Khan for the last two tests in the squad. I know Safra's wouldn't directly get into the playing 11, but by have, being around the you know team members, Safra's would learn a lot of things. And especially with Ranji season over, I think it was a chance for uh, selection committee to draft in Safra's. If nothing, at least a fitness and nutrition plan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> at least get Sarfraz to see what Kohli yeah. eats every day. <laughs> Apparently, he's eating Chole Bhature now. No, Rahul Dhar came with a, uh, you know, clarification on that, that it was not Chole Bhature. Uh, Kulcha and Chole, yeah. Okay. Something like that. Something like that. But, but, I mean, I, I think talking about the Indian batting lineup, KL Rahul, Pujara, I mean, I'm not talking Rohit Sharma because he scored 100. So, we should not even discuss anything. The guy is a class apart in that first innings, 100%. But KL Rahul, Pujara, Kohli, Shreya Sayyar, the regular batsman of the team, uh, who deserves a place in this particular squad? I think right now, only Shreya Sayyar deserves a place uh, because he only has one failure. Uh, until now, he was good. And this failure has come after, uh, you know, injury break. So, we should give him the next two matches. If he fails again in both matches, then his uh, place can be questioned. But I have serious concerns over Mirat Kohli too. I mean, for 39 months, 39 innings, and the average is still 26. I thought he played a crucial knock though in this, uh, in the first innings of 44, right? If I'm not wrong. for, for, For somebody like Mirat Kohli, if you get to 44, you should continue on. I mean, if Aksar Patel can continue, I would, I would say that, that that dismissal was stupid in the sense that th- that was not out. I'm sorry. Uh, and I have a, possibly a bias for uh, the man and the, the team, obviously. Yeah. But that was not out. Was out yes. Yeah. Then so, again, so the, the, the manner of dismissal... The dismissal was horrendous. Right? Yeah, uh, it, it was very first, careless. First I, I, would, the lunch, yeah. I, I would say that the... Uh, the overall situation with Kohli has improved. If you look at the numbers, yeah, from, seems happy. let's say, uh, no, not just happy, but in terms of the runs that he has scored in international cricket, right? So obviously the test format remains a bit of a concern, but he's looked in good touch where uh, Kohli is always someone who will give a chance. And then provided he gets over the hump, every big innings that he has had has generally had some bit of a chance. One drop yeah. catch here and there. And then after that, he just goes on to make a very big 100. So I think that, I feel, is around the corner. And the ODI and the white ball, he's kind of now, he, he's on his way, let's say. Um, Shreyas Iyer has had a very long break. I mean, a very long break. When was the last uh, test match against Bangladesh? Uh, no, November. Yeah, Bangladesh, but he played a winning match winning now. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Between November and now, he's had an injury and now he's back. So just need to keep an eye on that one. Yes. And the third Pujara, Pujara had a decent innings a while ago. I think in, in Bangladesh, he scored Bangladesh, pretty well. Yes. So, I think that these three are okay. Now, in as far as this series is concerned, none of them has fired. But would I call them in the category of concern? 
that would be a bit harsh uh what is definitely harsh is keeping somebody who is in the in the form of his life out of the squad which is shubman gill so shubman gill was not like kl rahul is struggling and and shubman gill is not a strong enough argument in that case i would say fine go with pedigree go with past uh, glory here absolutely makes no sense and i have no idea what i heard the press conference of uh, rohit sharma and he was giving a very wishy washy excuse for why kl rahul is uh, in the squad rahul dravid doesn't even come and defend uh, against the micro in the against the press what the hell is going on there i don't know i mean and and you got a very good point uh, i would add to one thing on virat kohli in both the innings at least he didn't look like he at least the demons in his mind against the spin are kind of fading away he's looking assured he's going forward uh, i think he missed the trick yesterday when he went forward he should have been like pujara if i'm going forward i will cover all my stumps and at least block it with the body if i miss it Honestly, Pujara looks hideous with that bat pad, you know, position that he gets into. Every time he gets into that position, I'm like, Pujara, no call out for any. Pujara nowadays make every ball looks like ball of the century. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Mark lost his, uh, or one of the Aussie commentators lost his shit, uh, saying, "What is this stupid P field placement? Why is there no bat pad?" And at that time, it was uh, Rahul uh, Rohit Sharma. especially Pujar. after rohit sharma run out they mm-hmm. had that was their chance to you know put the strangle yeah, back strangle. Strangle, yeah. Yeah. and they gave easy singles to both these guys and pujara yeah. and kohli just took it yeah yeah i i think i think with with pujara and kohli both of them they are doing enough to keep their positions i feel as But as of now as of now where there yeah. are no questions as you said ंगलोरे maybe one more last final chance you know just because of the bad luck and then if we won the series 3-0 whatever uh anyways it's basically no point in playing kl and giving a chance to shubman i mean the only contention is who are you going to open with at uh, where is it manchester the world wdc final or oval 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 right so who has a better record as an opener i mean Kale. Michael Cole, no, Kale, right? So that is the only thing that may go in his favor. But uh, again, the past records don't matter if you're because I I don't think it's Kale's technique right now. It's in his head. It's completely shot. And right what now, if it's just a spinner kind of uh, phobia, spin phobia? Not not a spin phobia. Even for the fast bowlers, even in against Bangladesh, sometimes he got out to fast bowlers to a really innocuous deliveries, right? because he's in he's always caught in two minds aage khelu piche khelu attack karu defense karu and then he's gone he's not assured about himself at least now with virat kohli which i saw virat kohli doing in the you know 6 months or a year back in south africa now virat kohli is assured at least you know what he wants to do and uh, that 
barring that one dismissal down the leg side, he hasn't played a fast shot. Uh, you know, he got unlucky in the first inning here, but uh, and I think Pujara will stick there because he has a better record in England than any other possible one-down choice. You don't want to put Sarfraz directly in the line of fire at uh, Oval. So I think Pujara and Kohli will stay there. And uh, the question would be, if you're looking at it from WTC final perspective, who is your number two and who is your number uh, five? Five. Yeah, yeah number five number is still Yeah, yeah number five is not a good record against space bowling. Yeah, he, he can't play the bouncer well, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, there That's isn't it. anyone. I mean, I would say draft Ashwin. <laughs> With the kind no, of confidence that guy... Uh, I would say, I would say go back to the one-leg one one batter. Uh, <laughs> play Ashwin just for the batting. You know, yeah. forget the bowling. Just play him for the batting. Because he's going to be that steely guy in that... Not number five. That that's where you're gonna miss Rishabh Pant actually. So talking uh-huh. about Indian batting, what did you guys think about that cameo from KS Bharat yesterday? Uh, fantastic. I fantastic. think he finally did justice to the confidence that the team management showed him. I mean, some of those shots were just yes. glorious to watch. Especially like the cover drive. Right? He he showed how to sweep. He showed it how to sweep over the score of six. He showed it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love the cover drive as well that he yeah. played against the spin oh. to Nathan Lyon. Oh. Just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think it looks quite sad state of affairs uh, when it comes to that opening slot because not much is going to change based on uh, Rahul Dravid's uh, verdict in that press conference. Yeah. I think the only thing that might change is maybe he has... I, I feel... He's got one more last chance to prove himself. Otherwise, Shubman comes or they will just be like, we will drop him after WTC final. Let's give him chances until that. We'll drop him after that. Yeah, if he plays the third test in Indoor, he's playing all the way to WTC final. Otherwise, you're bringing Shubman Gill now and you're taking a point with Shubman Gill at uh, the O. Because even Rohit said, right, we don't really look at records. We look at the players. Uh, he Potential. used a particular word. Huh? Potential. Potential. Potential, yeah. He we yeah. looked at the, his potential outside uh, India as well. And I think they are looking at, at it from a WDC final standpoint. Yeah. So they're just going to give him chances. showed his potential against a bouncy wicket or, a, you know, fast bowling. His only question mark would be against a, a swinging ball, which he had played one test, the last WTC final, right? And he wasn't that much successful. But at least he so gave who, both innings. He gave a good start. Both innings. So who's your uh, number five for WTC? It's a tough choice. I would, if I would, I would still want to back Shreyas here. But if team management doesn't have faith in him, I will go back to Anu Ah, uh, it's it's, no, a, it's a... <laughs> no, that's not happening. That that that's board has. So then I would back Shreyas here. And that's what I would want to have Sarfraz Khan in the squad to get, gain him that uh, temperament and, you know, the dressing room atmosphere. Because that would be my backup. If I want to take a punt, I don't think I'm going to take a punt at the Oval with uh, Suryo Kumar Yadav. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I think as it stands right now, uh, what I would like to see is uh, KL Rahul out. 
and Shubman Gill in at the opening slot. I'm talking about the oval, and Shreya Sayer can play. I mean, he's done. <clears throat> he may have improved. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe he has put in the hard yards to improve his yes. technique. So, since he's incumbent, he stays. Uh, what is most likely to happen is that Shubman Gill will sit out because Kale Rahul um, uh, is charming enough. Whatever he is, whatever he says and whispers in the ears, he will retain his slot. If that happens, in that case, it will be KL Rahul and uh, Shreyas Iyer. I don't think that the team management, if they had wanted to play Shubman Gill at number five, no. they would have played him instead of. Um, they have played by playing Surya. Not SRK, Sky, SRK. Uh, Surya yeah. Kumar Yadav. Since that was very clear. I think one thing I've been impressed is Rohit Sharma's captaincy and his press conferences because. I don't know what the internal discussions are with respect to KL Rahul's position, but he's not given anything away in no. the media uh, conversations. Yeah. Uh, so he's been like, yeah, yeah, KL, KL is the guy, KL is the guy. I'm sure a word must have had, uh, they must have had a word with KL uh, internally, or maybe not, who knows. But both uh, Rohit Sharma as well as Dravid, they haven't given anything away in terms of their... Remember, remember in the previous selection meetings, uh, before the Sri Lanka New Zealand ODIs, I think the selectors were keen to drop KL Rahul altogether. And Rohit Sharma was the one who said, hey, he was just your standing captain for the Bangladesh tour, you know, when I got injured. You can't directly kick him out of the team. So let's do it step by step. So they demoted him from the ODI vice captaincy first. Now they are devoted in from the test first. So the, uh, here, here's here's what is likely to happen. Given the Indian team management's record for no transparency and niggles, and having a Mohammad Siraj bowling at batsman in the nets. Okay, whenever there is there has to be an omission. What happens is there is either a niggle or Mohammad Siraj softens them up in the batting nets. Okay, what are the odds of Mohammad Siraj being unleashed on KL Rahul in the nets? What Kale Rahul then doesn't uh, face the bowlers? That's why he has the throwdowns. <laughs> is is that a fact or it, uh, did he just make it up? No, no, he no actually, I don't think so. Yeah, no, Kale Rahul only faces throwdowns. So <laughs> I, I think because he learned the lesson from Mayank Agarwal, right? <laughs> yes. They said that one of the bowlers that uh, batsmen hate facing is Shami. Yeah. Batsman like uh, Kohli and Sharma both hate facing Shami in the nets because yeah. he's he's very good in yeah. the nets as well. But I think I think what uh, Rubet said is right. Rohit Sharma is not giving any uh, indications. But if you look at it, he's not only demoted or from the vice captaincy for the remaining two test matches. But if you look at the ODI squad carefully, in the previous series, he was announced in the Sri Lanka series. He was announced as the wicketkeeper batsman. For this series, India only has announced one wicketkeeper batsman, and that's Ishan. So even that's a that's a warning sign for KL Rahul. That if India is going to play wicketkeeper, then it's going to be Ishan Kishan. So then where does KL Rahul fit? You can't drop a Shubman Gill from ODI now, from the opening squad. Rohit Sharma has made it clear Shubman Gill and Rohit Sharma are opening. So where does KL Rahul fit now in ODI? Yeah, he, he needs to tighten up his... Yeah. Screws right now. He he's not. He's gonna get very few chances going forward. Yeah, and, and I know they are under pressure. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
Rohit Sharma, Dravid, both are under pressure because, I mean, it's one important position in that lineup which has to click. You know, score a 40, doesn't matter, but score that. Like, you can't be like, this guy is just not performing every single time he gets a chance. Yeah, it's not that he's not performing. He performs with a frustrating inconsistency, which mm-hmm. means that he every time we said this is it, and then he gets the one last chance and he scores a 50 or a 100, and then it's like, okay, he, the next 20 innings are now secured. And that, usually that's he frustrating. Scores 100, like he did in England. You know, that yeah. sets him up. And we thought it did, because right after that, right after that, those two innings, in South Africa, he went and scored 100 in the very first match. And India won that match. At a ground where we had never won before. And then suddenly now 10, 12 innings. The in slide begins. Yeah. Yeah. Begin. Yeah, I think I think it, that's the risk that these guys are going with, right? Because see, at the end of it, people are going to look at the result. Like the Border Gavaskar trophy is pretty much over. But if India loses the WTC final and the openers don't have a good record there, people are going to go after Rohit Sharma's head. 100%. Yeah. Because if they have to win the WDC final now, now that they are reaching it, there's no like second place just doesn't count. The risk in the uh, T20 World Cup, World Cup by backing KL Rahul all the way to the end and bowling the brand of it, he was the only one who was not following the template. KL Rahul, Rohit Sharma tried to follow the template. He, even the final, he looked ugly semi-finals to trying to follow the template. But so I don't think Rohit Sharma is going to take the risk with it. And uh, risking the WTC uh, title. So, yeah. So, I think, anyways, uh, the Indian cricket team is uh, on the risky radar uh, with yeah. KL Rahul being persisted by the team. Good luck. Uh, regardless, I think we, we know we're going to go after them if India loses the WTC. <laughs> okay. Because yes. it's not just India losing. I'm going to lose my money. I'm going to lose my <laughs> ticket to England. So, there's a lot at stake than just that WDC uh, final. The vacation time that we take to go and watch the game and everything. Spend thousands of dollars and yes. then, like, you know. Uh, yeah. Our, so, our friend Mr. standing in line and getting us the tickets. That's also at stake. I don't think he's moved out of his chair, by the way, uh, for doing that. He, we probably will tell him when the tickets come out because he seems to be <laughs> even he doesn't seem to be bothered by you and know the urgency waiting, of it all. He's waiting for the next day delivery of the tickets. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm a prime Good member, lucky. so I'm fine. Huh? I'm a prime member, so I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as the prime members get some sort of a, a concession at Kia Oval, we're good. If you're a prime member, but well, if you're looking for the corporate, if you're looking for the corporate box hospitality suite, you know, you know whom to ask. You know, this is definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're see that's what a win like this does because you start making plans of things uh, which are. Uh, not in sight. I mean, there's two bloody test matches to go, but we are already rejoicing because one thing that the Aussies have done is they have put themselves in the fear bucket where they are scared of everything that's going to be dished out to them 
by India in the upcoming two test matches that you know either it's going to be 3-1 or it's going to be a 4-0. There's no other way. Yeah, there's no draw. No draw happening. Yeah, there's no draw happening, especially uh, especially with, uh, you know, uh, I, I had done a survey and people said, yeah, there's no chance it ends in, uh, there's no chance it ends in uh, three days and there you go, even after uh, it can all get over in one session. With that, that's the episode. Look forward to the next test match, which happens wherever because BCC has a fantastic habit of uh, changing venues at the last minute. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, that's a mark. That's the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, hit subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify. And see you next week.